Good morning, LTT family. And for those of you who are unclear or unsure about what that is, that's the Let's Talk Trash family and community. So glad to have you back with us and continuing to engage and listen and be blessed and be inspired and motivated by what's happening on this podcast. Thank you so much for your comments and for your encouragement and for your help expanding the reach of what is happening in the LTT community. And so today I've got the full panel back with me. I'm excited. I have Borlea with me. I have Janine with me. So you know we're about to take this conversation to another level today. And so we have been making our way, if you've been tracking along, we've been making our way through understanding this acronym of trash. Nice. We talked about it from the very beginning. I shared a story and we kind of started unpacking how in our lives when things happen, we can begin to identify trash and how it shows up. We started creating a vision so we have this direction in which we're moving in and we have a visual of what change looks like in our lives. We talked about the notion of trash collectors and all the different ways we as people show up in that space. And then we started really digging into this. We talked about triggers and traumas. Mm. We talked about reactions and responses, the T and the R. And today we're going to land on the A, accommodations. This is a power-packed one. You're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to listen to this more than once. And so I want to start the conversation today with a couple of questions. I want to get your brain going. Have you ever been in a situation or a conversation that you wanted to leave and didn't? Hmm. Have you ever given someone access to your space too quickly or too long? Have you ever said yes to that dessert when you knew you should say no? You knew you should say pass and you said yes. Have you ever taken a job or an opportunity just for the money? Have you ever allowed a behavior to develop and continue that was productive or positive? All of these are examples and forms of accommodations. So let's talk about it today. Let's find out how accommodations are part of the trash we collect. So with that, let's get this conversation started. This is Valerie Cheney, and I'm ready to talk trash. So people, what does it mean? to make an accommodation. What does it mean? Let's just define it. So when I look this up, right, you know I researched some of this stuff. I wanna get an understanding. So I looked in Webster, I went that way this time. And accommodations mean provide room, make space available, convenience of arrangements, or the process of adapting or adjusting to someone 
or something. So I'm saying again, accommodations mean to make room, make space. They are arrangements of convenience or the process of adapting or adjusting to someone or something. So now let me take that, that was Webster. Now let me put it in Valerie. Accommodations are the allowances and the access that we have given to people, places and things in the past that are no longer valuable to us today. Mm. Accommodations are the space making decisions that we employ for things that we have actually outgrown. Mm. We've outgrown it and we are still making room for it. It's like that shirt in your in your closet, dudes, that you got, that you know the buttons are like, you know, you're accommodating and making space for that in your closet. Ladies, it's that pencil skirt that we can't just whoosh and pull on. We got to like wiggle to get in it because we trying to make enough room and stretch the fabric so we can fit it. We're trying to accommodate, make space for things that are no longer relevant. So why do we do it? Why do we make space for things that we have outgrown? Well, the obvious answer to me, panel, is that it's a need for acceptance, mm. for community, for belonging, for love, and for respect. The only reason we would allow something that doesn't work or doesn't fit to be in our lives is for one of those things. We want acceptance. We need community. We want this sense of belonging. We need love and we need respect. And all of that is a product of the trace elements in the trash that we continue to carry forward into every area of our life. And that's why we have to eliminate it because that trail is continuing to follow us and produce decisions and outcomes that we don't want. And so for everything that we accommodate and make space for that we should not, we actually rob ourselves of the capacity for the things we do. So we can't have it both ways. It's one or the other with some of this stuff. So let's talk about this. I want to get the panel thoughts on this. So, well, Leah, let's start with you today. How have you seen accommodations show up in some of the people that you work with? So that's a really interesting question um, that caused me really to um, really reflect and think and even reflect in my, for my, like looking at myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to preface what I'm going to say by saying that um, all accommodations ain't bad. And I'm going to use that. All of them ain't bad. All of them ain't all bad. Them ain't bad. Right? But we're not talking about the good accommodations. No, because we want trash. Because <laughs> we, we want trash. trash. <laughs> We're talking about the accommodations that need um, that that their only use is in the trash can, right? That we need to um, eject and evict from our lives because you stated very um, very profoundly how they rob us. 
when we make these accommodations. And so when I'm working with clients, um, wow, accommodations, um, uh, people, people that have made accommodations for people, places, and things mm-hmm. that um, no longer serve them or that not only are no longer beneficial to them, but are really robbing them, right? And I want to mm-hmm. really hone in on that robbing, robbing them of peace, robbing them of joy, robbing them of purpose, um, robbing them of the desire to thrive, the desire to live even. And so when I consider clients that I have worked with that um, you know, you can pinpoint like, mm, you've made some accommodations for things. And so let's talk about how to um, rewind, um, rewire yourself so that um, you, first of all, recognize what are those accommodations? Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Let's be, let's, let's just be transparent. Let's be honest and put them out on the table. And now which ones are, are necessary, which ones are not, which ones are even um, bring you in immediate danger. Yes. Immediate danger, right? Yes. So even when we're thinking about like, you know, you have to triage this stuff because um, you, the the Bible, you know, I'm, I'm that soul girl and, and talk Deep about sweet. It. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> right. We're talking about sweeping. And even when God said that he would um, cause the children of Israel to possess a land that um, that it, their enemy was in, he said, I can't drive them out all at the same time. It's going to be little by little. And so we have to triage these things. Um, uh, and but, but really go after f- feverishly after those things that are immediate dangers to us. Right. And mm. so what do I see in clients? I see burnout. Mm. I see burnout. that is highly detrimental. It's I felt highly detrimental. myself many, yes. many years. Yes. Yes. Burnout. Many burnout years. impacts us in such a way when we are burnt out, we really kind of, if it's not addressed, it really um, leads to the failure to thrive. Failure to thrive. Right. And failure to thrive means that Um, you know, whatever dreams, whatever aspirations um, that you have, you just don't have a longing, a taste, a drive for them. And instead of growing, we begin to retard. Yes. And it, and it almost becomes for the glue that holds us stuck. Yes. Yes. In that moment, right. It, it keeps us anchored and it is the Weight is the spiritual and soul weight yes. that holds us anchored yes. in that spot. Yes. And that's so what I'm hearing. That's what you're hearing. Very good point because I have other things like frustration. We see it as depression. All of these things are related, right? Mm-hmm. Um, frustration, depression, indecisiveness. Yes. I know I need to go. I know I need to let this go. But then we start playing all of the scenarios in our head that um, that show us discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we choose the comfort and the yes. comfort as uh, outlandish as it sounds. The comfort seems more seems better seems like because we've normalized it it's normalized it's normalized and we know what to expect right but you said something that's very powerful and this is what all of these things the indecisiveness um inappropriate attachments 
inappropriate mm-hmm. attachments, when we yes. accommodate things, then these attachments, you talked about those soul ties that we have, they're inappropriate um, to uh, in a, inappropriate attachments to people, places, and things. But this is the thing. What happens is when we make these accommodations, when we don't address them, when we won't um, recognize them, we begin to live a life in the context of our past wounds and our hurts. Absolutely. You're anchored, right? We're anchored. And anchored, so, yes. You're chained. Yes. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and use this word. That's that's bondage. It's bondage. That that's is, bond. I'm going to go ahead and use the word. That's, that's exactly. bondage. You it think you're living free. You that's think right. you're living 100. You that's think right. you're your authentic self. You that's think you're right. yes. You are in bondage within yourself. And it is a prison of our own creation because we will not make the tough decision to throw it out. To throw it out. And even we make accommodations in our lives. When when I talk about living in the context of the past, we live in the um, context of the past um, wounds, hurts, but we also live in the context, and this is dangerous as well, of our past victories and our past glories. Yeah. Yes. Because now we trying to use who we were and what we did and those methods and methodologies, even those may not work. They may not work. They may not work because as we um, live, you know, life changes, things change, people change, situations change. And here we are still trying to recreate, right? What was our authentic um, uh, distribution of gift and talent and presentation and showing up and all those things. It doesn't work in this season. And so again, that leads to burnout because we're, we're just, just, just right. yeah, we're just on that wheel, trying it over and over yes. and over again. It doesn't work and we need to throw it out. Bam. There it is. There it is. Come on. We got weave Janine into this. Come on in to the conversation. Here's, here's the angle that I want you to start to fill in here. What are the impacts on our health for making wrong accommodations? I talked about that dessert. That was just that was just mine. Like the other day, I knew that was not part of the plan in the program, and I said yeah, and I should have said no. But here's the thing, Jay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna just fess up. I said yeah. I got it to go. I got home. I looked at it, and I was like, "This is not part of the plan." Yes. I gave it to my neighbor. I threw it out. Yes. I didn't put it in my literal trash can because I didn't want to spend twelve dollars on that dessert. So I called my neighbor. I was like, yo. Yes. You like X, Y, Z? Outstanding. I said, come get it. Come get it. I threw it out. I just... Okay. Ladies, you have me on fire right now. All right. So... (laughs) Let me start by saying this. And Miss Valerie, you mentioned this too about the trace elements. We are creatures of habit, right? And our brain does not want to be uncomfortable. Most of the time, our brain does what's easy for us and what we're used to, right? And, you know, I want to say something that Borlea said too, um, kind of jogged this in my mind. And this is what I, I say often to my clients. The person with the most flexibility stands the best chance of success, 
right? And so as you're able to shift and move, you've got the long game. You can see where you want to go. You're here and we've got the structural tension. But from my perspective, if your body isn't healthy, if the thing that you're walking around in is struggling and you're not showing up physically as the best version of yourself, then you can't really get to where you want to go, right? So we're talking about optimal health to live out whatever it is that that you see your yourself doing in your life. So, um, Janine, so hold on yeah. for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yep. go back a couple episodes. Yeah. To because this is the connection my brain is making, right? When Rural was talking about this, how it shows up, and we started talking about the weight and the and the mm-hmm. bondage and how it holds us in place. So this connects in my head back to my man at the store talking about how much weight he thought I lost. That's right. Because I was starting to transform and get rid of mm-hmm. probably what he was seeing as sluggishness as I moved and, right. you know, just inflammation, having a glow, right. the vibrancy wasn't there, the sadness or depression from burnout. Is that, am I connecting this correctly? That's it. And you know, this is, we are beings, we are whole beings and the mind body connection is so, so important. And I would love to make another connection for our listeners. So we're talking about accommodations and I put in my notes, accommodations versus high leverage activity, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about where we're accommodating and let's replace those with high leverage activity. So let's start at the beginning. We're gonna start something real simple. So let's say an accommodation might be something that you are you don't even know you're doing on the daily. So let's take, a, for example, someone who goes to the gym, right? You've had a hard, hard workout, right? And you know that was good. That workout was good for your body and you wake up the next day or two days later with delayed onset muscle soreness or something and you're like, oh, it's gym day, but I'm really sore, right? And you're thinking, I'm gonna skip this, right? When in reality, we know that if you're skipping that workout and you're sore, and the reason you're sore is because, you know, when you make a, make working a muscle, it contracts and releases, right? And that muscle needs to eat and your blood is flowing through the muscle. It's eating, right? It's being, it's consuming that blood. It leaves a waste product behind. It leaves lactic acid behind, right? So we've got this lactic acid sitting in our muscles. Well, ironically, the, one of the best things you can do to get that to move out of a muscle is more movement. Just move it again. Move it again, right? So, okay, so my accommodation of I probably need to stay away from the gym, you got to flip that script in your head. You got to say, okay, the person with the most flexibility stands the best chance of success. What is a high leverage activity I can do today toward my physical fitness? Wow, all right, I had a great you know, gym you know, session, I need to go and get that going again. So, you know, we, we think the opposite usually is, is true. <laughs> right? so, so that person right there, just to make the connection and be very clear, that person who worked out really hard, got the muscle soreness, woke up the next day, actually accommodated the pain. Right. Right. In exchange. Instead for, of the goal. That's right. Moving a step forward in the vision. Exactly. Exactly. And we can understand that is, you know, we have pain points and sometimes those pain points are here and we got to push them back a little bit. So, okay, I understand that. That's, you know, I understand that's how I feel right now, but here's the long term. Here's the long game. 
And so by moving in the direction, right, moving in the direction of, of where we want to go, um, and we make those little, you know, we've got our structural tension chart, we make those little steps every day toward that vision, right? So if your, your vision is healthy body, that's one of the high leverage activities. Another one is no attention to healthy motion at all. Right. Mm. And, you know, that's hard. That's a hard one because I mean, I'm a single mom, right? I've been in situations where I've had to work so much where I, I really, there, there wasn't anything that I could do to squeeze in that healthy motion in my life. And that's where you have to be kind to yourself. And you have to say, okay, look, I can't make that happen right now, but I'm going to add that to my reticular activating system. I'm going to put that on the radar. So be kind to yourself. Don't scold yourself. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Unproductive, right? Be kind to yourself and say, okay, in terms of the long game, I'm going to put healthy motion on the map at some point. And you start to turn that ship slowly and you say, when? All right, you know what? I have one morning a week. Okay. Then you do that one morning a week. Mm-hmm. If you're not where you want to be physically, you know what? You walk to your mailbox and walk back. Mm-hmm. You walk to your mailbox, walk 10 steps past your mailbox, walk back to your house, right? So we just gradually move toward that, right? So there's no shaming. There's no guilting into that. You just work within where you are and slowly, right? You start to move, move that, move that dial, right? You need a 1% better, right? Exactly. 1% better. That's all we can ask. And so the other thing I think I'm hearing right now too is, when you said you got to push, push that back, mm-hmm. Mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There is a difference between fact and truth. Right. The right. fact is, this is the construct and the constraints of my calendar, my schedule, my body, my whatever, right? right. These are the facts, but the truth is I can make a little bit of change. Right. And so that is actually, yeah, right. all these things are true. Right. But there is space. The truth is there is space for just one percent better mm-hmm. change. I, I, I'm always amazed, uh, Miss Valerie, when you when you say certain things and they're such universal truths. And one of the things we say in our coach community is when the dream is big enough, the facts don't matter. The facts don't matter. Right? When that dream is big enough, those, they may be facts, but you can't, you have 1% better every day and you can move yourself toward that despite the facts, despite right? Because your dream is big enough, right? Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So I love that. What I'm hearing, right? So let's let's bring this around to to the trash. And the reason that I think, and you guys both responses, the reason that I think we the facts loom so large over the truth is that the truth is actually buried beneath the trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, honestly, if, if I love this whole idea of soul sweep. And, you know, we're constantly evaluating our health as well. So I want to put that on everybody's radar. That's another high leverage activity. I have a couple more things I want to talk about nutrition and then, you know, um, people who are around and then hydration. Um, so let's think about nutrition, right? It's not investing. Great. I want you to hold hydration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Hold let's go. Let's go. Nutri- hold that one. Perfect. I- 
whole separate conversation. You got it. You got it. Guys, about that. So in terms of nutrition, you know, again, what is a high leverage activity? So we want to make sure that we're fueling our bodies to the best of our ability, right? So that we can live into the best version of ourselves so that we can fulfill whatever it is that we want to do in our lives. And so this is also somewhere where you need to be graceful with yourself and you need to move slowly, right? A lot of times it's a budget issue, right? Mm -hmm. And I know as a single mom, you know, and I'm just going to be, I'm just going to get really, really honest here. When I was first separated, I was getting my food from a food bank, Mm -hmm. right? I was getting my food. It was very Mm -hmm. real, right? But I I had a food bank back in the day. That's right. In my lifetime. There you go. Listen, it was what it was. It is. So I found a food bank that was drawing donations from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, okay, I can, I can make adjustments. I can, I, this is a, this is a source of healthy food for me because that particular activating system was working. I knew it with my health underlying conditions, the less expensive food, mac and cheese, pizza, things like that. I knew I was going to get worse in terms of health. Mm-hmm. So I put healthy food on my reticular activating system. I need to find some affordable, healthy food for me. And there it was, accessible and free, right? Mm -hmm. So I encourage everyone to raise your standard for the nutrition in your body, right? Not hold on, Janine, though. Hold on. That we got to land right there. Okay. Raise, not just raise your standard for your body, just raise Raise your standard. Raise your standard. Raise your standard. I, I, need, I see you over there. Come on, jump in. Then we're gonna circle back to that. Raise yep. your standard. Raise so so raise your standard. That is um that's that's the thing of the day, right? That is the quote of the day, that is the thought of the day, that is the goal of the day. <laughs> that's the goal of the day to raise our standards. So when we make accommodations, what we actually have done is um kind of um considered that whatever standards we had for ourselves, um, that yes, we allowed them to fall, we allowed them to plummet, or we have literally taken on someone else's standard. That's right. Taken on someone else's standard. And when that happens, then um, the reason why it's so difficult um, to um, put, put, put these accommodations in the trash is because once we um, we have act when we take on somebody else's standard or accept the standard that they have for ourselves. Um, let me put it that way: we accept the standard that they have for um, for that they have for ourselves. What we actually do is we devalue ourselves. That's right. Don't, don't go here too fast. Don't go. Don't 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 go here too fast. Because we we but we need three two three whole episodes on that right there. They yes. don't go too fast. Yes. Don't um, and it leads us to, you know, it leaves us in a place of low self-esteem. We wake up one morning and we realize that whatever esteem we have for ourselves, not, not lofty. I mean, not, not, you know, not narcissistic. Correct. But, right. Not narcissistic, but whatever value that we had, whatever value we gained about ourselves from our parents and all of those things, whatever accomplishments we have, they are out the window and we can't find it anymore. And so here we are in this state of low self-esteem, self-rejection, and even self-hatred. 
right? Because that opens itself to guilt and shame. And what did I do? When all the while it is, we have accepted the standard of someone else that did not accommodate our gifting, our talent, our, our word, right? And uh, you're going to want to be here for the, for the S. You're going to want to be here for the self. This is the preview. You're going to want to be yes. here for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we become in our minds, this victim and we mm -hmm. live out this victim mentality when we refuse to raise our standard. It also means for us to, the, another reason why it's so difficult for us to do that is because we have to admit to ourselves, <sighs> our own personal uh, role. Mm -hmm. in it. Oh, stop, stop. Okay. I'm going to pull you right there. I'm going to pull you right there. Yes. Because we're going to go there completely. Next episode, we just going to go completely in there. All right. J9. No. Back to the, I love that. I'm sorry. We done hijacked the whole Good, thing. I loved it. I love these rabbit holes. They're helpful. <laughs> So I want to piggyback on that. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that. So in terms of the mindset and raising the standard, let's change the script, flip the script in the head. Not I, not, not I can't, but how can I? Uh, right? It's not an I can't, it's a how can I? And in terms of the budget, I know this because I lived it, right? I couldn't afford my food, right? So I looked at my budget. I said, all right, I'm canceling Netflix. Amazon Prime. What am I canceling? I am going to cancel this stuff. And let me give, let me just say a hard truth. Okay. Right now I'm going to get some real talk with our listeners. Here we go. Why doesn't Lamborghini car company advertise on TV? Because they don't have to. Because the people that can afford a Lamborghini aren't watching television. Well, well, that's not a high leverage activity, right? So let me just say this. We have room in our lives to afford what we prioritize. And as soon as you prioritize your health and wellness and where you want to go in your life, this leads me to people. This leads me to people. This is really important. Okay. High leverage activity, creating an empowering circle of people. This has to do with health. Yes, it does. We are most like the five people we spend the most time with, right? If your goal is to level up in your life, Stand closer to people who are doing that, right? Stand closer to people who are eating healthy, who have exercise habits, right? Stand closer to the people who will bring your actions more into alignment with where you want to be. You don't need to eliminate friends, but think about spending more time around people who are living the dream you desire. And if that means hanging out with gym rats, man, and I, I became a hiker, okay? I'm a ballet dancer right? I'm a sprinter by nature, but the healthy people that I wanted to start hanging out with were doing long hikes up mountains. I started three months ago. I am now doing long hikes up mountains because I'm hanging around with those people. I want to learn how they do that, right? What's the footwear I need? What kind of training do I need to do, right? That was a, that was a goal, right? So who are you hanging with, right? Pay attention to that. What do they spend their money on? What don't they spend their money on, right? Where do they spend the most time and who are they hanging out with? Right. So I want to leave right, right there. Cause we're going to talk about dehydration on the next time, but let's talk about motion, right? What we're eating and who we're hanging with. That is all 
a part of the healthy picture. I, I want to oh, run. Can I just run? Can I, excuse me, y'all. I, I just need to run. Please go. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm going to tell you that right there. Okay. I, I, I just want to say, I told y'all a couple episodes ago that Janine was like, come on, come, come on a hike with me. Come on a hike with me. I said, oh, okay, it's winter time. Y'all know I don't like no winter time. I, I was like a hike in the, in the woods. Yes, yes, ma'am. In the winter, in the woods. I went Sunday. We did, didn't we? 4.7 miles at yep. three mile an hour pace. Yep. What? Yep. Yes, we did. Yes. In the park. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will take anyone because hiking is a metaphor for life, right? So we 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 have this distance to go, right? And there are obstacles along the way. Sometimes they're hills. And let me tell you, some of the hills that I hike now on the mountain have a, it's riddled with rocks. Right. And when I first started to hike, those rocks were obstacles for me. But now this is so profound. You guys, I use those rocks to push me forward. I learned how to do stones. Right. I use those rocks. I'm like, if I put my foot on those right, it'll actually help push me forward to the next step. And for Leah's Nick, she's like, I need to say something. Can you just invite me to a hike, please? Yeah. Come on. We're going to schedule the next one. We're going to schedule take anyone one. that wants to come on a hike. Team LTT. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let's do it. We're going to organize one. I'm going to put yeah. it out on social. All right. Too. All right. Let's do that. Let's get that. Do it. And Do we it have some later. amazing trails near us. Um, I just was able to, for the first time a, a few weeks ago, I was able to, to surmount twice the hardest hill on Valley Forge Mountain. It's called Wolfinger. It is like a hard, hard incline. It's full of rocks. And I couldn't do it without stopping. And the last time I did it, I didn't do it once without stopping. I did it twice. Okay, right? I ain't do all that. Let, let me just be clear. But we're getting there. But the thing is, the thing is, ju- just you it's li- you start little, 1% better. 1%. 1% better, right? That's a metaphor for life. So, Absolutely. but be good to your bodies, everyone. It's the kingdom work happens from within there, right? We can't help others if we're sick. Absolutely. Right? So, ladies, let yeah. me just list. Oh my, you you know, we don't you know blowing my mind. Okay. Let let me just capture the key, key moments here. And then we're going to let them go. We're going to come back for the next episode and talk about some more on this. But I heard things like raise your standard for your life. Don't think about life of what you can't do, but ask yourself, how can I do it, right? Consider what's around you. Iron sharpens iron. Start to find the people who are really good at what you want to be really good at. And everything you accommodate robs you of the thing that you want. So with that, we're going to stop right there. Wow. Mind-blowing conversation today and we're gonna keep the conversation going the next time follow us on let's talk trash on facebook and let's talk trash underscore podcast on instagram we're gonna get that hike schedule look for it on social i mean that 
we gonna get that going. And if you near us, come on and hike with us. And until next time, make every day trash day. See you soon.